The Women Who Inspire podcast with Sahar Arfin. I am Sahar Arfin. Welcome to my podcast, Women Who Inspire. I am the founder of the Posh Mum Club and a mother of two. I would like to encourage all mothers and women to chase their dreams in all aspects of their lives. I want this podcast to inspire and encourage you all to keep those dreams alive by listening to these inspirational women. In this episode, I chat with Kenza Ferrati. She's a model, mother, actress, and founder of Our Stories Are Yours. She has walked the runway for major fashion houses such as Armani, Celine, Valentino, and Vivian Westwood. She's the first Muslim model to pose for Sports Illustrated. I start by asking her how she managed to juggle so many jobs. Well, that's a million dollar question, I guess, for everyone. Um, you know, like we try to do our best every day. I think we also try to not be too hard on ourselves. And, you know, some days are better than others, that's for sure. <laughs> How did you start your modeling and what, at what age? So I actually started very young just because my mother was in kind of in the, in the industry. She was doing commercials. So I did my first commercial. I was three years old. But then, you know, like then... I started professionally like being kind of a model and moving out of Tunisia at 16 years old. Then did you go was it to New York or to Paris or I I first moved to Paris and you know I started traveling from there but yeah my, the first stop was Paris for me. Your biggest moments uh, maybe your three biggest moments so far in your career or personally well i think it's a little bit hard just because it's it's been so long and it's been you know like it's kind of been a long career which is a great thing so it's been so many moments but i think for me it was more like when i start understanding better the business it can be like easy moment where you know like uh jean-paul gautier remembering your favorite soup and bringing <laughs> it you know like shooting the chanel uh, makeup line it's it's little moments that you know like meant much more than I thought back then you know and then I think it's understanding and growing because literally like you go from being like a very shy teenager and a teenager to a woman through this industry and it's like so you grew up with makeup artists uh, stylists uh, other models who takes you under their wings and you know teach you life and I think this probably are you know like my greatest moments because I, I literally grew up in this industry. And do you feel, because a lot of girls who who would like to become models, they feel under pressure nowadays, I don't know, with social media. And what would you say to these, what advice would you give to younger girls aspiring to be models? I think like, I think social media is a kind of a double sword. Uh, I don't know what the right expression, but like it's, it's easy because like you have is more easily access to certain people who can make you help you uh, through your career but it's also dangerous because there's a lot of weird people out there i think like you know like everything in life you need to take your information from reliable sources so i would be very careful with who contact me or who i contact on the internet uh, on social media just because you know like there is so many weird people out there but, you know, like, I think if it's uh, the problem of modeling, if it's, it's a job that chooses you more than you choose. And I think we need always to remember this, you know, and that's the hard thing about it. You know, like, it's not like it's harder than, like, let's say, like being very passionate by becoming an actress or a singer where you can, like, you know, perfect your art. Becoming a model is is really somehow really somehow not up to anyone, but like the people who choose you. And that's the hard part about it. But, you know, like, 
for anyone who dreams about it and see, like, I think that now they understand how much and, you know, because people are so much sharing their, their lives and their personal lives, how much it's such, so much hard work for, you know, like for some of those women. And I understand. And you were the first Arab model to pose for Sports Illustrate. Do you think Muslim women have to choose between modeling and being a Muslim woman or is it, did you find it difficult at that time? Well, I actually uh, never thought of it before it actually happened. And I never thought that I, I ever had to choose or anything. Like, it's all part of your identities. You know, you can be a model. You can come from certain part of the world. And I think more and more, like, it went through waves, you know. Like, But more and more, it's way more accepted. At least in the Arab world, I think it's way more accepted as, you know, like, an actual job. Where before it was, like, almost taboo, like, to be a model. So I think there is definitely a shift of, of thinking, of mentalities about it. Uh, but there's still a long way to go. And I think actually like the fact that you have even people like like a young Halima, uh, you know, who, is, who wears their hijab and wears it proudly. Uh, I think there is a, a massive shift in both worlds, you know, in the yeah, Western yeah. world to kind of really acknowledge that, you know, like fashion should address more people than it does, you know, should be more diverse than, than it is. Uh, and I think there is this kind of real consciousness that's happening right now. And it's very important. And I think in the Arab world, I think they understand it. It's actually a real job that can bring you a lot. And um, how do you take criticism? Like you're saying in modeling, sometimes it's not about it's about others choosing you. How do you take criticism? How do you how do you deal with it? Because in all in all sort of jobs, we have to take it. Even as mothers, we have to deal with it. We're always self-critiquing. How do you deal with it? I think you have to like everything in life. You have to to learn especially modeling and that takes a long time and i guess some maturity you need to really dissociate the fact that it is from you i think you, the personal from like the actual image if i may say you know so yeah. i think like the, the, the safest thing is always to create sort of a character and then you have to look at this character almost coldly like if it was a character and like you know like understanding the criticism in that direction and dissociate yourself and your insecurities from it. And it's a very hard thing, but, you know, I think it's to protect yourself. It's something that is almost necessary, you know. And um, you come from a large family of women. Does that help you? Does that make you stronger uh, within your career and being a mom? Does that, is there more advice to you? You know, I think it, I think it, it definitely helps just because, you know, like, and for different reasons, as you say, we wear so many we wear so many hats. So now we have our little clique of cousins that are moms and have you know like we all like work and you know like so we kind of have our own chat about it and then you know like my mother and everything. I think it's actually like the more support and in general, especially for us women, the more support and the more we more candid and we talk more about like our failures and where we struggle and the anxiety and everything, the better, you know, like, I think we really need our strong army of women, you know, and it's, and it's okay. And within your groups, it's, it's safe and okay to be vulnerable. It's so important, I think. And you're the founder of Our Stories Are Yours. Could you tell us a little bit more about it? Yes, me and my partner, we created this label called OSE, Our Stories Are Yours. And it actually started when I was pregnant with my first daughter, Dora. I always had in mind that I think the way we consume, we should have a little bit more responsibility towards uh, definitely the people who make it, the environment and the people who make it. Meaning I, I have a hard time. I really, really struggle, especially being part of the fashion industry, but 
buying a product or wearing a product that I knew like wasn't made in great conditions, you know? Like I, I got very shocked by what happened in the Rana Plaza. I was very, very upset when I read those stories, you know, like this consumer in Kmart or Walmart or wherever, or even more recently Zara. And you buy a product and then you discover in the product a letter or a cry for help or, you know, someone who, like for example in Zara, I think it was about not being paid for a very long time. Oh, uh, the yeah. workers, you know, like the... So labor rights start to become a very important thing in my mind. You know, like I became very careful more and more to kind of buy vegetable or products that are locally made. And I like to understand how, how what I buy have, has been made or how it was, you know, like how it impacts the environment. And I believe it's the same thing for our clothes. Like the original idea started with that. I thought we should shop more responsibly. And so, you know, like helping, you know, like local artisans being able to live from their craft and keep this this craft alive, you know. And meanwhile, you know, adapting them to a very modern life and bringing it with a cool kind of twist. So that was the kind of core idea of uh, Ose, the label. And being a mother, do you find there's any pressure? I mean, there's always pressure. There's a lot of books out there. There's a lot on social, a lot on the internet that this is how mothers should, you know, feed. This is how mothers should, you know, this is, this is what children should be reading. This is the way they should be behaving. Um, and it's, there's a lot of pressure on women nowadays, you know, to be that sort of perfect mother. Do you feel that or do you try and just sort of avoid that and just do it your own way, the way that you find comfortable? A lot of mothers, they, they you know, they, they feel that they're under pressure. But they need to be this perfect mum, perfect wife, perfect career person. And all of these are very, very difficult things to do. And um, how do you take time out for yourself um, to sort of unwind and relax? It's actually a very good question. And I think, you know, like I, 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 I'm personally one of those moms who have a hard time, not have a hard time, but feel the pressure. You know, like, I, first of all, as a mom, I want to make sure, you know, like I'm doing my best to raise my child in the best conditions. And you always kind of, you know, like rethink it, rethink it. And whatever is with your partner or, you know, with your surroundings, you're always, you know, rethinking it. And it's true that there is this kind of, social pressure especially living in big cities you know like you need to be the perfect mother but in also the you know you need to have the perfect job and the perfect partner and the perfect and it's I think it's a lot of pressure for us women I actually really think it's a hard balance and I think we have to tune it down and I think the more in life it feels like the more we trust our guts and we kind of take confidence within what we're doing. You know, some, as I said, I think some days are better than others. The better it is, but it's, it's true. Like, and we all have, have this guilt. Whatever we do, there is this kind of guilt. Oh, you know, like I'm taking a few days off and I'm with my, my daughter and it's amazing. But then, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm so stressed for work and I'm missing out of this and this and this. Yeah. Or, you know, like, and I think this is where we have to struggle. Like being more in the present moment uh, is very important, I think. And last question for International Women's Day. What would what one message would you like to give out to all the mums um, or to the little girls that are, that are aspiring to, I don't know, be the next model, next actress, you know, to be somebody? What advice would you give to them? Well, I think, you know, like if you kind of, I really believe if you have a very strong vision of what you want and how you want to get there and how much sacrifice and work you want to put into that, I think it's amazing. It's amazing to keep dreaming and keep having ambition and keep wanting things from life. 
there is no shortcut, you know, everyone has to pay their dues and work hard, but, you know, like, trust your guts and trust your dreams. Oh, thank you so much, Kenza. We've really enjoyed having you on our podcast today. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for listening to Women Who Inspire. Find us at theposhmumclub.com and on Instagram. Create something magical for yourself.